Well, it finally happened, folks. Uh, hello, welcome to the Home Games Podcast. This is episode 80, kind of. Uh, today is May 4th, 2021. I say kind of because Yazid and I recorded episode 80 yesterday, May 3rd, 2021. Uh, long story short, we've been joking this entire time that one day someone would uh, forget to hit record, and yesterday that day was me after 80 episodes. Uh, super sucks, and it's kind of you know a pain or whatever. Uh, lesson learned, I guess. Always double, triple check that you're hitting record before uh, you start talking for two hours. Anyway... Uh, I'm going to do something kind of weird here. Instead of re-recording with the two of us or just recording a new one by myself, uh, I'm basically going to take Yazid's audio because he recorded his side and we have the video of that. So um, I'm basically going to be narrating or summarizing what I said before, uh, kind of leading up to his part, uh, and then after kind of reacting uh, or talking about how I reacted or whatever. You get what I'm saying. Summarizing what I said at the, at the moment. Um, so I'm only going to cut up kind of the, the key chunks. There was a lot more conversation around this stuff, obviously. I'm really just going to focus on some kind of key points of home game stuff because kind of narrating the casual conversation stuff. Uh, we talked about you know Mortal Kombat and my trip to Vegas. I can't really, like, uh, replicate that, so it's kind of whatever. Anyway, uh, for home game stuff, Yazid put up a pull request for uh, terrain generation tools that he'd been working on for a while to support color tag and for those unfamiliar color tag is the game he's working on that's similar um to kind of halo infection um in the sense that there's one player who kind of has the infection or whatever at the start the tagged player um and that player then has to you know make contact with everybody else to infect them uh, and the last person standing or whatever that whole kind of thing wins uh and so in that process, Yazid had to generate some, or to make some tools to generate terrain, kind of on a 2D grid. If you imagine kind of a, a top-down view of kind of just a, a, a floor area and kind of blocks or whatever placed around it, an algorithm that can place those blocks and uh, still allow a player to get from point A to point B, you know, kind of start to finish, traverse the actual map. Um, so, yeah, that's what we are talking about at this point. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, that's a part of a series of three pull requests that I'll put out one a week, probably. So first is terrain, next is the modal work, and then the final one is the color tag itself. Uh, and that's just to break it up so it's easier to review, and I like that better anyway. <clears throat> yeah, so probably like two weeks from now, color tag will be in home games proper, and hopefully people will play it or like it or something. <laughs> So from there, my response was uh, basically when I re reviewed the PR, the pull request initially earlier that day, um, my initial thought was that it was in the wrong repo because Yeezy had put it into Squish.js. Um, and it kind of just got me thinking about where things should live because my initial gut reaction was that those utilities should be in Home Games core. It kind of is a, a game-centric thing and because you know, I guess because home games is in the name and then uh, squish is more of just like this external utility thing but then I actually realized squish is the game engine home games is kind of the glue that brings all these components together you know the game engine the networking stuff the game catalog and all these things um, again just kind of more of that path of, of realization of uh, what different components of this whole product are and where things go so um, that was just kind of my reaction obviously looking forward to uh, the next stuff coming from Yazid and the actual games and stuff, because uh, as I've mentioned before on this thing, I'm, I'm personally not working on many games myself this year. I'm more focus on the, uh, more focus on the the platform and all those kinds of things. So um, yeah, it kind of 
I'm thinking about this next clip that I'm looking at. The the next thing that we talked about was kind of the new dashboard stuff that I need to provide um, to to basically once you see publishes color tag um, into this new system of a game catalog service thing that I've been I've been working on and talking about for a few weeks. Um, what does that look like on the other side? How does someone find color tag? How does someone search for it? How does someone um, kind of engage with it? And it, another thing I forgot to mention is uh, one, a feature I want to add to Pico de Gallo, the, the demo site for home games, is so someone could hear about using playing or making color tag and essentially just lower that barrier to, to entry. Instead of even making you download home games to run it yourself, it's, hey, go to, go to you know, Pico de Gallo slash game ID. And from that point, home games, when it, when it loads, will see that game ID in, a, in the URL parameter and basically hot load the game that you're referencing. Uh, so in short, that would allow someone to just click on a, on a link to Yazid's latest version of Color Tag and just play it in the demo uh, in the browser without any kind of setup or anything like that, at least to just get an initial idea of what someone is, is working on and a quick way to show people what you're working on. Um, so yeah, that's that's just that that kind of briefly i guess it was kind of a larger discussion again uh anyway so now we're talking about searching and filtering and discovering games in this catalog you know the the current dashboard is essentially designed for maybe 50 games 100 games max uh when there's a when there's a huge list of games by a huge list of publishers or developers what does that interface look like how does it scale how do you, you know how do you filter and list things in a in a efficient way um and i think that's what Yazid is questioning here. We want to add like uh, tags, like community tags, so people could tag games. Yeah, so so the idea of tags came up, and it kind of led me to just uh, not not necessarily push push back on the idea, but essentially just acknowledging that the current data structure that I have, or the the data model that I have for all of this stuff, is just not quite ready for for tags. Basically, this just exists in a DynamoDB table, which doesn't provide at least with the way I've structured things, doesn't really provide easy ways to search kind of uh, general text within those those fields in a, in a Dynamo record. It's not really designed for that. Um, and uh, the idea of tags would add more complexity to this already kind of feeling or kind of fragile and wrong data model that I have. Uh, so it doesn't feel like the right time, but it is kind of the acknowledgement that one day we will have to add tags and, you know, kind of developer pages in a social, in a, in a, in a social media type of way and like discovering you know someone's username hey here's my username on home games you can find the games i've made similar to like a youtube channel and and kind of realizing that i didn't ever want to build what i called social bullshit into the app and i, I don't think this is social bullshit i think that was mostly just me having like a like a just a uh, kind of maybe oversimplified blanket avoidance of that kind of stuff um, but I, the idea of being able to discover people and game authors and being able to filter by authors and maybe the idea of a developer slash author slash publisher, whatever we're calling it, um, the idea or the ability to say, here's a description about me. Here's a, you know, here's some of my favorite things in my games. I don't know, something like that, whatever. Um, some light social stuff, but we don't need friends lists and followers and that kind of stuff. Or, or maybe we do need followers. I'm not really quite sure yet. Um, but that's what led Yazid to, to this part. And then we build an algorithm that when you play one game, you're like, yeah, you might like these other games, but secretly on the back end, we took a little bit of money 
to get them in an algorithm, you know? That's how we make the real button. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Or am I? Uh... And so it's kind of funny because it is that thing of, you know, like I just mentioned, I never wanted to do social media or social type stuff, social profile st type stuff. Um, and at the moment, I don't really want to do any kind of fancy recommendation algorithms and that kind of stuff. But if you think about uh, YouTube, uh, those recommendations that you get are, for me personally, probably more than 50% of the videos I watch or subscribers or subscriptions I have come from videos that were recommended to me. So thinking about the kind of value of that stuff when something like this really gets to a certain scale. And it's kind of funny, I guess, just because, you know, one day we will maybe have to build some sort of crazy complex uh, recommendation algorithm, obviously without the, the, the money garbage or whatever behind it. But it's just a funny thing. Uh, you kind of have to... Or, or I guess maybe I'm speaking from a personal perspective, not the general you, but I hate a lot of features and things in software and then realizing that I kind of just hate the implementation of them. I don't really hate the, or I don't disagree with the value proposition of some features. You know, obviously social stuff is, is one of those. Um, anyway, I haven't watched the next part yet, so I'm going to watch it and then react after the fact. Hey, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that the, the like developer pages and stuff would be pretty cool. Um, it has like a real, I, I want it to have like a real MySpace style theme to it, feel to it. it no, not auto playing songs, not that part, but like the more control you have over it. But I was going to say like, um, the reason I was going with tags is because I think it's easy. It's easy for someone to say like, oh, I want to find this author. But if you were like, oh, I like this part of this game how do you find other games with that kind of style to it like that author might not be the only person creating those games so but i don't know i mean that's the same thing with like if i'm looking for movies on netflix i'm not just gonna be like what is the, the top of the list i'd be like i want an action movie or something you know um but yeah i don't search youtube by tags i will say that <laughs> Yeah, the other thing too is like, I don't search for half the stuff that YouTube recommends to me. It just recommends something and I watch it. I'm like, that's sick. And they just recommend more of it. And I'm like, cool. And then I get tired of it. And I, then they start recommending other stuff to me. Yeah, so I even forgot that Yazid basically said the same thing, uh, kind of, you know, about the value of recommendations. Uh, I don't search for the things that YouTube recommends to me. Uh, and again, at the moment, it's just Yazid and I essentially making bullshit test games that render on a screen. But at some point in the future, even if we have, you know, 100 developers and on average it's two games each, we have 200 games in the system. And that's, I would argue, unrealistic to, you know, kind of just list and paginate through. So we need to have smart ways to discover games. Um, and obviously there's a lot of complex systems we can build for that. Uh, Nothing that I'm really interested in building at this point, but it is something to think about. Uh, and then just to search functionality too, which is uh, what's coming up next. Um, we talked about the idea of, again, you know, we have kind of this this DynamoDB data structure or data model that has uh, key value pairs um, or key value uh, records, essentially. What I'm um, kind of mumbling. So essentially, 
what that is allowing us to do is access things directly by ID. So if I have game ID A by developer X, I can say, give me X, developer X game A. And so Dynamo just says, okay, you know, I have like a, a basically constant reference to this thing. It's just an index here. Like, yes, I know where this is because you're uh, getting it by ID. Um, and that's mostly what it's built for. There's some simple querying and simple filtering and that kind of stuff that you can do on it. Uh, but it's really not built for that. It's built for, like I said, key value stuff. Uh, so if you wanted to build a real robust search service, you couldn't really do it with DynamoDB out of the box. You'd have to have something like, you know, Elastic, an Elasticsearch cluster or Apache Solar is what Easy mentions here um, and that kind of stuff. And uh, something to consider, I, I suppose I've, I've built a search service um, before using Postgres, which is a relational database, which is, um, you know, you have kind of more complex structures that have relationships to each other. You have, you know, typical database one-to-one, one-to-many, many-to-many, that kind of stuff. Um, and so Postgres specifically had like a really nice built-in search functionality that allowed me to build a pretty nice, uh, fast search service on top of just a, a standard database, but we don't really have that at the moment. So um, my point is just there's a lot to think about there in terms of, of making this more robust. Like we have basics right now, but how do we make this better um, from a data, uh, data modeling perspective? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, the one thing I will say is uh, what you can do is hold the the search feature. Uh, this might be stupid, but I, I know other places have done it. Um, you can pull the search feature into like something like Solar or another like a specific like search engine styled thing, um, which may make more sense and give us a little bit more power behind the search. I don't know though. Solar S O L R. There's a, there's a there's a Elasticsearch or something like that from AWS. Um, they're about the similar. Um... Uh, so this was pretty much it for the database uh, and kind of dashboard organization stuff. Um, again, just to summarize. I need to redesign that dashboard, kind of rethink some of the data model stuff behind it uh, to make it a bit more scalable or a lot more scalable. Uh, and so this next part is about using the next game. Hey. Um, I, uh, I think the next game I'm going to work on, I got, cause I'm just going to be putting out PRs. So I think the next game that I'm going to work start working on is the, uh, who tweeted that tweet game. So, uh, I think I'll have to pick up where I left off and probably make some adjustments, but yeah. So basically like the first issues that I'll probably need to tackle is how do we, how do we link a Twitter? How do we pull in tweets from people? The way I solved it with before was you have a Twitter uh you have to get like a developer <clears throat> sorry developer uh api key yeah from twitter um i think that i still like that uh approach but maybe we'll table that for next week and i'll talk a little bit more once i have some time to think about it more um because i really haven't had that much time to think about uh, about it besides just deciding instead of doing the fast typer in the west game i was gonna go with the who tweeted that tweet game so Yazid's who tweeted that game is going to require uh, kind of some some technical stuff that we haven't really given much thought to up to this point. We have a general idea of we need to integrate with the you know Twitter SDK, Facebook SDK. This kind of social, not all of these things all at once. I'm, I'm talking about it in a general sense, but at this at this moment, I guess uh, we have to integrate with Twitter, and that involves getting someone's API key and uh, how do we kind of get a developer's API key uh, into the system. Like if, if you are installing home games and setting it up yourself, 
we aren't giving you a Twitter API key because that would eventually, like that would cost us money. So uh, the whole idea is you generate one yourself, you put it into the game, and this app is essentially using your Twitter API key to uh, access tweets and stuff of you and your friends. Uh, and so there's just a lot there, like I said, setting up an SDK and also providing an interface basically so we don't have just raw access to the Twitter SDK and letting people do whatever they, like calling whatever stuff they want in however whatever way they want in their games. Um, we essentially want to provide a home games interface to these social media integrations in a way where you can just provide, you know, something, just an API key or something as, as simple as possible uh, to, to get someone into this whole system and, and using a key and making sure it's all safe and secure, um, you know, not storing keys, not, not serving it over HTTP, um, and that kind of stuff. So just a lot of things to think about there. And I, I think that's what Easy mentions on this next part. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to think about it a little bit more about what makes sense for the game in both like a hosted and non-hosted instance and then and kind of go from there. Um, because I think we need to have a way of saying like, don't ever store this because I don't want to be responsible for somebody's developer key. Uh, all right, and that's pretty much it for home game stuff. Uh, after this, we had Song of the Week, and uh, Yazid's Song of the Week was Florence and the Machine, Howl. Uh, this song is kind of okay to me. You know, it's not my kind of music. Uh, I basically just said that, and uh, it was cool. There, It was about something. I had to look up the lyrics on Genius because she was talking about like being a beast and walking around with blood on her hands and stuff. I was like, all right, so I'll, I'll look into that. Read the lyrics and still thought it was just okay. You know, it was okay. It was pretty cool. Um, and then, well, my song of the week was Playboy Cardi, uh, Rockstar Made, because Tynan, the entire Vegas trip, was roasting me for liking Playboy Cardi, uh, so I decided to make that my song of the week, uh, fuck you Tynan, he makes the music to this podcast, so, in case, uh, people, uh, are curious about that, anyway, I'll just play basically this whole chunk of song of the week, uh, from Yazid. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what, what made me, like, find this song again, but this is one of the first songs that like really took me from listening to most like heavy metal and hard rock to like where I'm at now. So like, this is like the in-betweeny parts of like this is pretty like amped up and has a lot of energy to it, which is like similar to like hard rock and heavy metal. And then like from here it's like starts like transition to more mellow stuff. Um but I do still really like this song. This is probably like one of my favorite songs. Uh like it's probably my top ten, I would guess. Um yeah, I, I I don't know. This song just has like a lot of energy to it that I really vibe with. Like, like I joked, but I'm actually not really joking about. Like, yeah, this song definitely. I think it fits a lot of the vibe that I aimed for accidentally with my house slash life. <laughs> I'm uh I'm actually I'm not gonna stand up, but I'm wearing a gray T-shirt, uh, gray shorts, and gray socks all uh, basically i'm like entirely gray right now so that's something <laughs> that's right that is right um your song of the week was rockstar made by playboy cardi um i'll be honest i disliked how repetitive it was which is funny because that's something that i normally really enjoy in a song is high repetition but I will say some of the lines of the song are just are just bangers. All right, I heard them and I made I was trying really hard not to make a face about it, but I was like, hey, goddamn. Um, I I wrote down the ones that really really got me. Uh, she eat it for lunch. Talking about his ding dong. Um, 
Even when I'm at the fucking show, pop, 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 I keep one tucked. Yeah. Um, what a good line that is, though. All right. Like, goddamn, that man keeps one tucked even when it's at his own show. Whew. Um, I just killed an op. Yeah. I swear I'm counting caskets. What a banger line, dude. Oh my god. Damn. Um, I like that has like so much imagery to it. Jesus, there's a counting caskets. The next line too, I could make an op disappear like magic. I got a bad bitch. I don't believe in average. Some of these lines are just amazing. Like I just like the like repetition in in when he's just his I don't remember what the the line is. Yeah, yeah. Never too much. What? Never too much. Yeah, never too much. What? Never too much. What? Never too much. What? I was just like, this is just the same thing. I mean, I get it. I get it. Uh, but some of these other lines in here were just so good that I kind of wish the rest of the song was just was just these lines. Uh, so that was that. I hope everybody could see why I love Yazid. Um, and I think the the thing I mentioned here it was funny. I never tell Yazid my favorite lines from songs uh, before I send him the song. We kind of try to keep it pretty stone face up until the actual reaction on the podcast. But uh, basically, every time he mentions lines like that, they're always my favorites as well, which is pretty funny. Uh, Yazid's the goat. I don't know. That's about it. Um, and I guess that was it. That was it. Uh, pretty pretty weird episode. Sorry again, everybody. I hit this. I'll hit the button. I hope I hit it this time. I don't know. Uh, anyway, just to summarize, Yazid's working on his pull request stuff for uh, Color Tag. First PR is out uh, for the terrain stuff. I'll review that this week. And I'm also going to be cleaning up some of the rough edges of the website. Um, we have a support forum. Got a, got a little bit of feedback from from uh, my friends, my brother-in-law, that kind of stuff, which was really nice. Um, you know, just basically liking the website and some little uh, comments on the spacing of, between the logo and the, the header. Anyway, little stuff like that. Um, anybody listening, if you guys have feedback, you know, obviously would would love that on uh, homegames.io. We have a support form. Just let us know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll be cleaning up some of the rough edges of the website this week, and also working on the the kind of usage of the game catalog stuff in the actual home games application itself, uh, the, the game server dashboard v3 stuff. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Again, leave us feedback, homegames.io. Uh, follow us Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, at homegames.io. Uh, music is done by Tynan, our friend Tynan. He is Nitan on Bandcamp, N-Y-T-A-N. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.